Pittsburgh Steeler fans, it is time for another edition of Know Your Enemy. I, of course, am Michael Beck, Deputy Editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, joined always by my uh, my co-host, one Mr. Jeffrey Benedict. Jeffrey, how are you doing tonight, sir? Doing pretty good. Awesome. And tonight we got uh, we got two special guests, uh, twice as nice, uh, usually one, but we got the two, um, from uh, Tennessee Titans Weekly, I believe. Yes, uh, sir. Yep. Both Jacques and Lorenzo. Guys, uh, Jacques, we'll start with you. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good, man. We just got some some not-so-good news from the Titans, so we're dealing with that. But other than that, we're being safe, and we're here to talk Titans and Steelers, so we're excited. Oh, we are too. How, how are you, Lorenzo? Man, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, to those who have never seen us before, we are Tennessee Titans Weekly. We are on YouTube and Instagram at Tennessee Titans Weekly. Uh, you know, uh, again, you know, we cover the Titans every week. Uh, for those that are Titan fans or even Steeler fans, you know, watch the show, subscribe to our channel as well. We are excited about this game. We're very nervous because of the fact yes. that our team can't practice right now, right? But we'll talk about the positives of that too. So we got we got some stuff to talk about, man. So we we're here, man. And I, and also I will say, two years ago I was in Pittsburgh when the Titans played the Steelers. I was up in Pittsburgh. I go to roll games too, man, and that was a great great experience. Funny stories to say too, man. I will (laughs) great experience. I don't think that one was the best result for you guys, if I recall. No, it it wasn't. It wasn't, (laughs) man. Yeah. Yeah, We made the playoffs. We did make the playoffs that year. Yeah, you know what I mean? You made it last year and we didn't. So yeah, 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 man. So yeah, but yeah, Antonio Brown went wild on us, man. It was nothing we could do. It was it we had a flawless game. We had a we had a chance in the second quarter, and we had a drop touchdown by Delaney Walker, and yeah. that changed the whole dynamics of the game. Which is rare. Which is rare. Yes, very rare. Very rare. But, yeah, you guys won. Yep. We'll take it. I'm sure we'd uh, we'd much prefer to, to get another win uh, this coming week, but uh, I guess we'll get into those game predictions in a little bit. I, I think right off the top, obviously there's some uh, pretty crazy news with this game, obviously being uh, suspended. Uh, Lorenzo, why don't I start with you? What are your kind of thoughts on this whole situation with uh, with the game kind of postponed? Well, um, you know, it's crazy that it had to be the Titans. That's what we're saying around here in Nashville. We live right. in Nashville. And, you know, that's all we're saying. It had to be us, right? We're 3-0. and We're making strides. And then all of a sudden this happens, right? And so how we feel about it, you know, we're actually sad about it because, again, you know, it's impacting us. We got players that are going to be out. We have a starting nose tackle that's going to be out in Daquan Jones. We just found out today, Kamala Correll, our you know outside linebacker, he's out as well. He doesn't start, but he does play a lot. Uh, and so for us, I think the biggest concern is the fact that we can't practice. And the Steelers right now are practicing, doing film and all these things. We can't get healthy. I'll start off into tackle and tell LeJuan is hurt, you know, trying to nurse his injury, can't be at the facility. So that's the issue right now. But the which could be a concern, the blessing in this is that at times as football players, me and Jacques played, uh, we've played football even uh, up in, in the college ranks as well too many years ago. I would say at times, man, hey, you can't supplement rest. So right. instead of practicing and all those things, that rest is kind of like an extra bye week, right? You go come Saturday or Sunday, you do your walkthrough. They might be more prepared for this game physically. It's the next game that I'm more concerned about because it's, uh, you know, like five days in between hand. But I am nervous about this game. You guys are the best team we've played this year. Mm-hmm. So... Ben Roethlisberger looked very good. And so, you know, we know. We know about the Steelers, bro. We do. Right. Yeah, and and likewise, it's, it's uh, the best opponent we're facing uh, this year. Uh, I'm going to pose this question to both Jeffrey and Jacques, but Jacques, we'll start with you. 
who do you think has an advantage if this game is uh, kind of pushed back multiple days? So to be honest with you, I'm, I'm of course I'm a diehard Titans fan. I'm gonna say the Steelers, of course, um, because of the preparation. Literally, you guys get the preparation practice. They've shut all, our facilities down until Saturday, and I know they're allowing players to come in and treat. But that preparation is very important. If 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 people didn't realize what happened last week, we barely won. We won by a field goal, and we struggled defensively. And that's very important to get in there. Go through your film study. Go through what what can be improved. And when you don't have that that in, interaction in person and that practice time to get in there and say, "Hey guys, this is where we struggle. This is where we need to make improvements." Especially when, like you said, this is the best team we face so far in Big Ben, and Big Ben has a a, a point to prove, and he's proving it, and he's doing a damn good job of doing it. So this is really concerns me with this game, where like Hawk said. It had to be us. I mean, why us? Like, literally, like, right. why us? And it's just for the, the, the struggles that we, we've been going through on defense. Defensively is what concerns me. So I'm just – I'm nervous going into this game, and I'm nervous going into next week's game as well. Um, but hopefully, I mean, the players can, can stay mentally strong, prepare mentally, and, and, and do film study. Literally, for the rookies, this is very important because we didn't have a preseason. Think about it. No preseason, nothing. So this is – their time to get in here and, and, and show what they can do. And when you continue to have time where you're you're constantly off and off and off and there's no preseason, you're just constantly doing film study. Physically, like you said, we play football. So mentally you're there, but also you have to put the, the pieces when you're physically out there in, in your technique and your preparation. So, yeah, I'm nervous. <laughs> Now, Jeffrey, obviously from the Steelers' point of view, like I, I think we'd all be in agreement that this would obviously be in the Steelers' favor, not not losing extra guys because of this. But on the Steelers' side of things, like we've talked about uh, in the past, the Steelers going on the road when they're kind of a heavy favorite uh, is kind of a kryptonite for whatever reason for this team. Do you see this being a potential factor in this game? I actually do. I think I think if the if you see the Steelers and you see the most people start getting their heads that the Steelers are going to just be able to stomp all over the Titans because the Titans can't practice. The Titans can't prepare for this game. They're going to have to do it over Zoom. You know, you, it, being in a film room is a little different when you're doing it online. Uh, so if they get that kind of a vibe going, we, we all know Ben Roethlisberger has those games where you should beat the opponent. He should be doing well. And then he comes out, throws four picks, and is like, I don't, I don't know how to play football today. And it's happened on a number of occasions, almost a, yeah. a yearly occurrence. But uh, yeah. I think one of the big factors in this game as well, A.J. Brown, uh, he's missed some time. Yep. What, what's his status in this one? I think he's going to be out. Yeah, he has a badly bruised knee. And so mm. I would prefer him to be out, you know, give that time to heal up and things. And so I would love to see him play, of course. But, uh, yeah, he's he's going to be out. Absolutely. Yes. So then uh, I, I ask – Outside of, I guess, Corey Davis, where else was that uh, kind of receiving help uh, going to come from on that side of the ball? So we do have uh, Humphreys. We got Adam Humphreys, and then we got also Khalif Raymond, which Khalif Raymond is one of those guys you never really hear about in the league, but he will sneak up on you. I think he had um, – I think he was, what, five – correct me if I'm wrong, Hog. I think it was four catches or five catches for 111, 111 yards last week. Um, and two of those mm -hmm. those catches were off, what, 60-yard passes? So right, exactly. he's one of those type of receivers that sneakily you're not really scheming for. You're like, okay, who's number 14? All right, just watch him. And it's, it's, his downfield speed and straight-line speed is what can get you. If you, everybody's seen the playoffs last year when he played Baltimore, 
what he did to uh, Marlon Humphreys when he turned him around when he ran yep. the inside route. So yep. that's uh, a, a good player. But besides that, like I said, you got Humphreys, Corey Davis, um, Khalif Raymond. Uh, we're a little thin at receiver. We did get yep. rid of Tajay Sharp last year, which I'm still uh, not a component of that because he was a good serviceable receiver. But but we do have the rookie Darrington Evans who you can put out on the, on the perimeter and play him at receiver as well. So yep. with A.J. Brown being out, and also we got John New Smith. So that's not a people yep. don't account for him as well. So we got weapons. It's just yep. you, you really got to just utilize what you have. That's right. And ladies and gentlemen, let's let's not be fooled here. The Tennessee Titans made the AFC championship last year. OK, uh, the Titans are a good football team. We are struggling defensively. Uh, but, it's you know, as far as our weapons, yes, we, you know, we're going to miss A.J. Brown. John o. Smith is one of the leaders right now in, t- in touchdowns for tight ends. Um, you know, I think, you know, our receivers, you know, we got to be careful with, against Joe Hayden on that side of the field mm-hmm. and even Mika Fitzpatrick. We get that. We understand that. But we do think, you know, there might be some opportunities against Steve Nelson out there now, guys. Uh, you know, even Terrell Edmonds, you know, your safety is a, is a power safety. He likes to come down and make hits and things and bites a lot on pump fakes. And that's a strength that we have is our play action. So though our weapons might not be there as much. But the way that we run our offense, man, it can it can pose a challenge. Our, our offense is good. Our defense is what's in question right now, man. Right. Definitely. Yep. Yeah. Now, speaking of, of those Steelers defensive backs, Jeffrey, obviously they're not putting up those flashy numbers outside of a Joe Hayden interception. Is there something going on with their secondary or is it just kind of the scheme that's uh, that's kind of uh, the, the error here? I think they're starting kind of slow. Um, I'm watching film and it they're, they're trying some new schemes. They're trying some different things. Uh, some of it's working. A lot of times what you're seeing is, like in uh, against Houston last week, if if they can get away from the rush, we are committing a lot to the blitz. And when that blitz doesn't get home, you're, they're going to find people. They're going to find people open. Uh, we we don't have those guys that can that can hold, you know, that can cover and, and stay on a guy and, and mirror him for four or five seconds. We don't have those guys. Uh, we can run a lot of different things with the, with the defense we have, but – yeah, we, we could be vulnerable if they can if they can block if they can keep us off of Tannehill, uh, run some play action, get our guys moving in the wrong direction. It's it's there. You you can you can get us. We've seen a couple of big plays, a couple of big plays, uh, especially if they can run the multiple routes at Minka Fitzpatrick. We saw it again twice in the Texans game where they ran a route at Minka Fitzpatrick to keep him kind of frozen in the middle of the field and then threw outside on on Joe Hayden or and got Nelson on one too so there are there is room there is room to attack those defensive backs right now but you have to you have to hold on the you have to hold off TJ Watt Cam Hayward and Bud Dupree in order to get there that's right yeah now just continuing with that kind of offensive side of the ball Derrick Henry one of the biggest beasts there is in the NFL today for probably the, the biggest beast of a running back that there is yes coming against the Steelers rush defense uh through three weeks ranked number one in the league uh, mm-hmm. They only allowed nine yards to Saquon Barkley. Uh, I think it was 31 to David Johnson, obviously, who's uh, on, on the downswing of his career. But uh, maybe I'll pose this to Jacques first. Do you think uh, Do you think that's a little area of concern, how good the Steelers rush defense, or is Henry still going to get his? Well, Henry is one of those backs It takes some time. He has to get going. So first half, he'll probably get two, two or three yards of carry. Next thing you know, he beats you up in the second half when you're tired of tackling him. Now, well, granted, when we played the Steelers the last time, of course, Henry didn't have a big game. And this year, 
Every team has stacked the box on us, literally every team from the Denver game to the Jacksonville game to even last week. I mean, physical teams stacking the box. And Henry is still able to get 100 yards here, 88 yards here. He had 100 and what, 116, two touchdowns last week. So Henry will get his yards, and it just takes time for him to get his yards. Now, with the defensive front that you guys do have, it can be a challenge. And our offensive line right now is not getting that push that we were last year. So that's really the biggest issue is the offensive line is not getting that push. So with Henry, Henry's going to have to find a way to get through these holes and, and, and just make it work, what he, which he's, at, he's been doing all year, literally. He's been finding ways to get yards, and he's been fighting for them. Now, last week, the push was a little bit better, and he was able to get a little bit more chunk yards, 16 uh, yards here, 12 yards here. But that's that happened later part in the game. So what can happen is – Early, the Steelers might stack the box and they might stop them. Second half, when things get going, they start slowing down because people, if you don't understand, the Titans are a team that eats up clock. We are methodical. We are slow. We will hand it off to Henry. Henry, play action. Henry, Henry, play action. So if you allow Henry to get going, he's going to get his yards. So he can, he can get his yards. Yeah. Facts! Sure. No paper! <laughs> That's right. That's right. Now, now, Jeffrey, I'll swing it right over to you. Do you think uh, do you think the Steelers have what it takes to uh, shut down another big time running back uh, for really a fourth week in a row? Well, Steelers, I think we're really familiar with exactly what the Titans are trying to do here. Um, one of the reasons I love Mike Rabel as a coach is because he's got a lot of Bill Cower, you know, attitude to him. And watching them how they use Henry, it reminds me a lot of Jerome Bettis, uh, where he would he would just plow that line, plow that line, and all of a sudden, second half. He gets past your linebackers, and nobody wants to touch him. Nobody wants to deal with that. Yeah. Nobody wants to try and bring that down. Um, so we'll see that. And the, and the similar keys to, to to how you would stop it against the Steelers is you got to take an early lead. You got to get the game mm -hmm. to two scores uh, and kind of take Henry out of the game. If not, he is going to get those yards. That's what, yeah. like I said, a couple years ago we played him. He didn't have a big game because we took a big lead. And what are you going to do? You're going to run the clock out? Okay. If you want to run the clock out, we'll let you. You can run all day. But that's that is the key there. If the game is close, Henry is a huge factor. And Henry is a game-changing factor. Absolutely. Uh, if you can get a big lead going, then he's not as much. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I agree. And and I would say, guys, I don't know, you know, how far back. I, I know you guys have been Sealer fans forever, but you guys remember the AFC Central days, right? Oh, yeah. And the fact that Titans slash Oilers and Steelers, man, that was a battle, okay? And this guy here was the running back. That's why I'm wearing the throwback Eddie George right now, right, as a, re mm -hmm. a reminder of those games. And when I put this on today, put me in the mindset of Derrick Henry, right? Um, you know, who leads the league in rushing? Number 22, King Henry, Derrick Henry. Derrick Lamont Henry is the leading rush of the league. So, yes, we do know about Pittsburgh's rush defense. We know about Blitzburg. You guys are the best blitzing team in the league and have been for 30 years probably, right? And so um, that is a concern for us. If we don't if we don't run well, we're not going to win this football game because the run game is what's going to set up for our pass. And, you know, defensively, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers are a good defense. We, we are very well aware of this. And so uh, I hope 22 runs very well, man. But we'll, we'll see. Okay. Yeah, and speaking of running backs, uh, Steelers running back James Conner uh, coming off of two back-to-back 100-yard -back games. Mm -hmm. um, I know the Titans' uh, rush defense. I, I saw someone in the live chat saying they're the 32nd-ranked unit. I, I'm not sure if that's if that's facts or not. But if uh, in this situation, I'll throw this to, to Hawk first. 
do you think James Conner can be slowed down, or is this a, is this a game that we might be able to expect to see a, a third hundred yard game out of him? Right. Well, this is the thing I say about James Conner. James Conner is a heck of a running back. Uh, very physical, very tough, tough minded too. Um, you know, I know James Conner's had his history of, of injuries. Right. He's often injured, um, but he's healthy right now, and that does cause a problem. Um, am I afraid of James Conner for this particular game? I'm gonna say why. I'm gonna say no. Okay. James Conner, you know, who gives us issues of running backs who can catch and run the football, okay? You know, they're kind of a, 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 a duo of a running back. Conner catches pretty well, but he's more of a downfield runner, and that actually runs to our strength, okay, which is Jeffrey Simmons, number 98. If you don't know about him, get to know about him, right? Yeah. Uh, Jeffrey Simmons is a monster, and mm -hmm. so we do have Rashawn Evans in middle linebacker. That's to our strength, and so speed backs give us problems. I wouldn't put Conner in that class as a no. speed back. He's a good running back now. I'm not saying he's not. But against our defense, I do think, you know, he's Dalvin Cook is who we faced last week. He had 181 yards rushing. But James Conner, you know, he'll get his yards. I, I don't know, maybe 70 yards rushing maybe. But we'll see. Yeah, and uh, now I'll throw this over to, uh, to Jacques now. What has kind of been the struggles for that uh, Titans defense when it comes to defending the run? Uh, it. If people don't remember, we had Averson Williamson. He was our linebacker. We had him, I think he, we – let him go about four four years ago, I believe. He is a run-stopping linebacker, okay? And if people know about the Titans, the Titans defense has always been that run-stopping team. They've always, always been able to stop the run. The pass, not so much, but at least the run. What our struggles is, is we lost Casey. So everybody knows Jarrell Casey is gone. We had Jarrell Casey in the middle. He was able to stop the run. Daquan Jones fed off of him. And even Jeffrey Simmons last year was able to feed off of him. This year, us missing Casey has been really important. Yes, we have Big Jeff, but I feel like Big Jeff has to get going. But our linebackers, for some reason, and it could be going back to preseason, have not been tackling well for these past three games. They have not been tackling well at all. Rashawn Evans has been struggling. Jayon Brown has been struggling. So, like Hawk reiterated, it, when we go against Dalvin Cooks and, and, and smaller, shiftier backs, we struggle. But when we're going up against the big, bulkier backs like Leonard Fournette, we tend to do very well. So – what our struggles is we can't get any push on our defensive line. Yes, we have Clowney. Yes, we have Vic Beasley. Yes, we have Harold Landry. Yes, we do have those particular players on our defensive line. But, of course, they're not getting that push. And, and we brought in Jadavion Clowney. A lot of fans thought, okay, he's going to get 13, 14, 15 sacks. To me, he's more of a run stopper. He has said that he's there to stop the run. Not to be a sack artist, but stop the run. So it, it could be a, a combination of not having a preseason, um, um, preparation, um, not being in game shape. Because people, if you understand, being in a regular human shape versus being in football shape is two different shapes. So yeah. I, I think we'll start to level out probably week six or week seven. And then once we start to level out, I think you'll start to see the Titans of old. But right now, uh, James Conner, he can go off. He, he possibly can get us 100 yards, but it just all depends. So definitely. Yeah, now, Jeffrey, the Steelers kind of took a four-running-back approach to uh, their uh, Week 3 game against the uh, Texans. Do you, you see the Steelers continuing that kind of uh, that kind of uh, steady stream of attack with their four runners? And who do you kind of see pulling ahead in that uh, kind of pecking order on the Steelers' running-back depth chart? Oh, it's definitely – it's going to be – it's going to be James Conner. Um, last, last week, they wanted to work Anthony McFarland in, and – there were times James James uh, Connor left the game a couple for a couple of times where he was a little banged up, seemed to leave for two or three plays, get work done, come back. Uh, 
but it's going to be mostly Connor. It's going to be a lot of James Connor. They're going to try it. Uh, I, I happen to agree. I think I think he plays to their strengths. I think I don't think you want to run a power game against uh, against the Titans. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll have to see what the Steelers are able to do. Yeah, and then on the uh, the other other side of the ball, uh, looking at the Titans again. Ryan Tannehill, uh, career renaissance since joining uh, Tennessee. Uh, yep. He's he's looked very well. Um, why don't uh, maybe I'll start with Hawk on this one? Why don't you kind of break down what uh, we've seen out of him this year for uh, all the Steelers fans that uh, haven't uh, been able to kind of watch his kind of development in that Tennessee uh, system? Right. So you know, a lot of people speak upon the Tennessee Titans just being a Derrick Henry uh, team. You know, and now you know Derrick Henry when he runs over 100 yards, we are 15 and 0. So I want to throw that out there too. You know, that is a big part of it. Um, but when you look at Ryan Tannehill since he's been a starter here, he's he's played 16 games and he's 14 and well, I think he's 13 and three. Like it's an unbelievable number. Um, he's been very, very consistent. And, you know, we're not asking him to be Russell Wilson or Tom Brady. You know, he is playing within uh, within our system, but he's very efficient in throwing the football. So he's not throwing 80, 90 yards a game. He's putting up, you know, 280, 300 yards a game. And what people don't realize is that when he was with the Miami Dolphins, he was throwing for 4,000 yards then too. It just, people don't realize because the Miami Dolphins sucked for so long, but he had good yards. Right. And so Mm -hmm. him throwing for yards is not an issue. What has been the improvement for him is interceptions. And the fact that he doesn't turn the ball over, that's really the key in any team. The more turnovers you have, you're probably going to lose a football game. And he's only had one interception all year long. So, um, you know, I, even when you look at Pittsburgh, you know, you guys have done a great job in the turnover of, of part of it as well. That's why both teams are 3-0. and So Ryan Tannehill will surprise you, Steeler fans, if you haven't seen him. Ryan Tannehill can throw the ball, especially when it comes to play action, because the defense is going to suck in and try to tackle Derrick Henry. And next thing you know, Ryan Tannehill's throwing a deep, man. And, you know, Ryan Tannehill is the real deal, ladies and gentlemen. It's, it's not a joke. He's really good. Now, Jacques, what are your thoughts on the, the Titans' uh, pivot? So he he hasn't had to throw 40 yard 40 40 times a game. Literally in Miami, he was having to throw 40, 30 times. I mean, literally, they didn't have a run game. They didn't have Derrick Henry. So this is the most balanced offense he's really ever been in. He has a tight end, he has a run game, he has a couple of receivers. So if people don't realize he distributed the ball evenly, literally to each receiver, isn't it? Maybe you had Corey Davis go off for 105 or Khalif Raymond, but these are not 11 catches, catches games. These are four yards for six, uh, 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 four yard catches for 111 yards, a 60 yard bomb here. So it is the play action and him getting the ball out. I mean, he's got, he's getting the ball out quicker with precision. He's being accurate. He's making smart decisions. Yes. He had an interception last week, which was like, eh, I mean, you make a mistake here or there, but I mean, he stones, what, six touchdown passes to one interception? That I mean, it's amazing. In some of those games last year when we had Mariota at the helm, we could have won with Tannehill at the helm. Literally, we needed a couple of plays here and there. And also, people don't realize Tannehill has a second weapon. He can run the ball. He used to be a receiver. So that's another threat that a lot of people don't see when they're looking at Tannehill. So Tannehill doesn't have to just be the old Tannehill of old. He's having fun. He's having fun winning football games. So it's just it's, it's awesome to see a resurgence out of him. And I know a lot of teams will try to duplicate that, but it's very rare when you're in a system like this. And you get, you're around a good culture, too. So Now, Jeffrey, throwing it over to you, uh, like Hawk was saying, Tannehill is not, uh, not one to turn over the ball with high frequency. That's kind of, kind of been the bread and butter of the Steelers' defense outside of uh, picking up sacks is forcing turnovers. 
how do they kind of do that in this game against a quarterback that uh, that kind of specializes in protecting the ball? I, I don't think you can just just scheme for the Titans to get turnovers against Tannehill the way he plays. Uh, he's going to find open guys, and in our games where we're blitzing, there's open guys. It's just does he have enough time? Does the quarterback have enough time and enough poise to find them? You you saw Deshaun Watson getting out of trouble and finding those guys. You didn't see that weeks one and two. Um, so it'll be up to Tannehill. If Tannehill is finding the guys that are that we're leaving open to blitz, then they're gonna he's gonna be able to move the ball um, without you know us getting turnovers. The way to, the way to get turnovers in this game is again you're, the offense is gonna have to step up, uh, put the pressure on Tannehill, put the pressure on the Titans, and say you know if you're gonna beat us you're gonna have to throw it forty times because then you're more likely to see a bit of Tannehill, Tannehill you know that that was in Miami where he didn't have you know, quite the team around him. And he was facing all those deficits and he was having to try and just do it all himself. That's where you're going to get turnovers from Tannehill. So I don't, that, that's really what we have to do. The offense is going to have to have success. The defense is going to have to to take advantage of an East Coast start by Derrick Henry. And we're going to have to take a big lead uh, to really, to really put this game into the situation we want to be in uh, two or three scores up. We get there. The, the problem is going to be trying to, trying to get there. Yeah, yeah no, mm. Speaking of the uh, Steelers quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger, uh, he he looks to kind of regain his form. Uh, Jacques, I'll throw this one to you first. And he, uh, what kind of what kind of different challenges does uh, game planning against Ben Roethlisberger kind of pose when when you kind of compare it to who the Titans played in the past uh, this season, like a Kirk Cousins and uh, Drew Locke, I suppose. So Roethlisberger is going to be the best quarterback we faced so far. Literally so far. And, and when he gets out of the pocket is where Big Ben is really dangerous. And it's hard to bring him down. I mean, literally, I've seen the linebackers bump him, and he still doesn't go down. So the, the key to getting to Ben is you have to get him down on that second to third grab, literally. I, I mean, he's not easily taken down. So And if you allow him to get out of the pocket, he finds ways to get the ball out of his hand, and he finds open guys. We've seen it when we played you guys years ago. I mean, Adoree Jackson was getting torched by Antonio Brown. And, and, and also, if the Titans don't get no pressure on Ben, Ben can just sit in the pocket all day and just throw, dink and dunk, throw it downfield. So it's, it's several keys. You have to get pressure on Big Ben, and once you get your hand on him, you have to get him down. It's almost a swarming technique, literally. I mean, if you play defense, you know, hey, I got him. I need five more guys to come get him. I'm here. <laughs> Hold him. I'm here. So, I mean, literally, don't let him get out the pocket. He gets out of pocket, or it, it, we're done. Literally, we're done. And, and, you know, as a DB, me and Hawk have played DB. We only got five seconds. We got five seconds, and at five seconds, I'm done. I can't keep up with you for the rest mm-hmm. of the time we're out there trying to do what we do. So, it, the keys is, man, getting pressure on them and keeping them down and putting them on the uh, um, first first contact hit. So, yep, yep. And, and to add to that, too, Jacques, that is 100% correct, bro. And, Ben Roethlisberger, ladies and gentlemen, of course, he'll be a Hall of Famer. You know, as soon as he retires, he's there, right? He's still playing very well to have been out last year. He's 38 years old. Uh, I saw some of the runs he had last week. I was like, wow, that's – is that Ben from 05? I'm like, wow. So what Ben does, man, we, he's been doing this great in his entire career, man, is to understand and know the defense and where to throw the ball. And uh, the thing that concerns me about this game for us is, is a Titans defense – it's always a struggle that we have against tight ends. Mm-hmm. And one tight end that we're familiar with is Eric Ebron when he played yeah. with the Colts. Oh. And so we'll lose, I'm telling you, if Eric Ebron gets his goals crazy. And 
And I think that might be an opportunity, you know, that can happen for Roethlisberger of Ebron getting open. I mean, Roethlisberger's entire career, yes, he's had Antonio Brown, Antonio Holmes, uh, you know, Antoine Randall. I mean, a lot of great Heinz Ward, of course, you know, those guys. Um, but he does a great job in passing the ball around, especially to the tight ends. I, I mean, I think about like Heath Miller that you guys have had, right? He made he, Heath Miller was great. Jesse James was even good, right? I mean, you guys have had great <laughs> tight ends, and so now you guys have Eric Ebron, and so. You know, Ben knows this. I'm sure he studied the film to say, man, the tight end is open a whole lot. And I'm going to expose that. In order for us to stop being Ben, and you guys know this as Steeler fans, ask the Jacksonville Jaguars, okay? Yeah. Not to throw flashbacks and throwbacks. <laughs> you hit Ben, you sack him a few times, he gets a little, little, little nervous back there, right? And he starts throwing some stupid interceptions. We do know mm -hmm. this. The key is, can we get to him? That If that happens, we'll win the game. If we can get to Ben. But, you know, Ben, when he runs outside the pocket, he's a problem. He is. But it's about getting him in, in you know, sacking him while he's in the box. So we'll, we'll see, man. We'll see. Absolutely. So I, fully, I fully agree with that because you see right now Ben is playing with, like, within the system, mm -hmm. the system first and just do his job. Uh, if you you get a few hits on him, you get a tough game going. All of a sudden Ben gets into that hero ball mode. Yes. And you can really, you can really, get, a, you can really get to him. Yep. Is, is Deontay uh, uh, Johnson, is he playing this game? Doubtful. He's in the protocol. Yeah. Okay, We're okay, hoping. okay, okay. Claypool, we got to watch out for Claypool as well. Claypool. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, make, make, the cloud is good too. We know about Ray Ray. Yeah, yeah. Ray Ray. He he showed up uh, in the in that kick return game pretty well. Yes, Jeff, yes. Jeffrey. I want to pose you one question here on Ben Roethlisberger before we flip over to the to the second half. Um, Big Ben threw three games, hundred five uh, quarterback rating on pace for the highest of his career, uh, only one interception, 777 yards and seven touchdowns, which is kind of funny with his number, I, I suppose. But um, is this pace, uh, is, is is it something he can continue throughout this whole season or is uh, or is he going to see some inevitable dip here? Oh, we're going to see some bad games. That's that's what's going to do it. Like this is, this is Ben. Like we'll look at his final stats and be like, oh, you know, he had, he had a, decent touchdown interception ratio but when you break it down by games it's like no he has a bunch of games where he's really good and then he has a couple games where you're just like ooh, you know what well who, who was your quarterback that game <laughs> so yeah i i it's not going to be all smooth sailing but i think that's what we're going to see most of the time and then you know hopefully we only see one or two games where he's just not himself all right, so if you're listening on our podcast platform, we are going to flip over to part two now. So you can click over for that for more uh, Know Your Enemy content. We'll be hanging out with uh, Hawk and Lockdown from Tennessee Titans Weekly uh, for a little bit more uh, great content coming your way. If you're on YouTube, just sit there and hang tough. <laughs> 